0: I wasn't ready to be freaked out I, I, by it.
1: You, but, yeah. you and I kind of looked at each other during that interview when Ross was talking about the defensive lines, and he's talking about Robert Quinn. I totally forgot the Medicine Man was on the yeah. uh, uh, was on the Eagles, and then Indama and Sue. I remember him signing late Robert in the season.
0: Quinn, the Medicine Man,
1: right? I mean, was that a TV <laughs> show? Yeah, I believe right? it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think, um, hey, uh, Orlando Brown Jr., if you're ever going to show up, this is the week. <laughs> You know, Wiley, if you're going to show up, this is the week. Like, I'm not worried about the interior of our line. I, I hate that we're geeking out about the offensive and defensive lines on Friday before a bye week. But I think shockwaves were kind of you and I looked at each other. And, uh, <laughs> I can't say the
0: word because I haven't think myself. <laughs> well, Dominicans, too, maybe just got old. Yeah. yeah, that's why he's third straight. <laughs> right. but then
1: you look at Hassan Reddick and no, you go, "That yeah, guy no, just they, destroys people." Yeah, no. yeah.
0: Well, win
1: the battles up front. Yeah, you. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's it's a basic deal, right? Like you you win the the trenches, as they like to say. Who wins the battle of the line of scrimmage? I wasn't prepared to be scared. The text line is so mad at that interview right now. Oh, I know I this know. guy is full of bleep naming a bunch of wash players. Isn't intimidating. The mm. Eagles are not better. They have right. the easiest schedule All right. comes to, like, like I, I think for me, it does it, it like this is an even matchup. It's the Super Bowl. They're both the one seeds. As you said, like you couldn't have
0: scripted this better. Uh, and Arian Foster would agree. Um, but I, I, I and think then he did mention like selling out to stop the run. Yeah. I'm fully in that camp. I, They have very two very good wide receivers. I'll give you that. No scarier than some others you face. I mean the Bengals had three scary wide receivers and they only scored twenty. And and I think Burrow's a better quarterback than Jalen. Lesser in throwing. You know what I mean? Like I don't I'm not you're not scared as much of his arm. Right. So yeah, I'm selling out to stop the run. And we've seen the Chiefs you know, commit to doing that. Like we're going to, you're going to have to beat us through the, and I'd I'd take my chances with that too. Absolutely. The the more that that the the people continue to doubt this football team,
1: the more I'm confident that they're going to go out there and they're going to win this game. It may not be a blowout, right? Because the chiefs haven't blown anybody out this year. Every game has been close and we all want to see that 35 nothing score that I predict every week. We've not gotten that 35 nothing score yet, Um, But I I think the more people continue to doubt the Chiefs is good for the Chiefs because that's kind of what led to this Bengals win. I, I firmly believe that if the Bengals didn't come out and start talking about Burrowhead up in Buffalo and all that trash talking, I thought that was the motivation that the Chiefs needed to get over the hump against the uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I thought them talking trash was one of the key things. And I talked to somebody around the organization late last week, and they go, I've never seen a team more focused and ready to go kick somebody's ass like they were with the yeah, Bengals. It was, so it was that motivating it factor. Was, it so, might have been a blessing, yeah. Yeah, so so <laughs> I, I'm thinking like as 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 we get into Super Bowl week next week and everybody is talking about, you know this offensive line for Philadelphia being better than the defensive line for the Chiefs or whatever they whatever they want to say the more negative energy that goes towards the Chiefs from people, the better because I've never seen a team like we used to talk about KU being petty with stuff all the time. But this Chiefs team is even pettier than those KU teams were when they said nobody respected them and they were the number one overall seed. And so I think they use that as fuel to their fire. Bring on all the negative stuff. Don't get riled up about it. I think it's good for our team to hear people say that the Eagles are better because I think it definitely fuels them. I know for a fact the Cincinnati stuff fueled them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Also fueling for the fan, anyway. I love when they announce the the uniforms. Oh God, yes, big deal. And and everybody goes, oh my gosh. And I only say that because the Chiefs don't really have any combinations. I mean, no, they like, really don't. It's like. Why are you surprised or ooh or whatever? There's not much they can do. I mean, they're either wearing white or red jerseys <laughs> yeah. and white or red pants. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's not much. There's yeah. just no. There's no variation. There's no. It feels like it's it's about as plain as could be. Like, should I wear the uh, the blue sport coat or the blue sport coat? You know, right. what I mean, like, yes, I don't. F- <laughs> I feel like it's any big deal, but the people do freak out when it happens. Uh, Adam Schefter did tweet out. Chiefs will wear their white jerseys. The Eagles, they're green for what it's worth. The team wearing white has won 15 in the past 18 Super Bowl. Chiefs
1: wore their reds when they beat the Dolphins down in uh, Miami or not. The Dolphins beat the uh, the 49ers Niners. in Miami. They had the red jerseys on. So they buck that trend. The Chiefs are one of the
0: outliers. In so that if you're superstitious, maybe you wanted them to wear the red. I don't know. This know. is the
1: first time in Patrick Mahomes' career that he's wearing white in a postseason game.
0: You don't have to ever, ever have to play on the road. Right. He's never fine.
1: played on the road in the it's postseason. It's like a
0: fresh jersey. Then. I think that is one of the most unbelievable stats of
1: all time. Patrick Mahomes has been to how many AFC championship games in a row? Five? Five. He's been out of three Super Bowls, and he's never worn the white jersey in a playoff game except for this Super Bowl, and it's on a neutral side. So are you kidding me? Like, why aren't we talking more about that? Patrick Mahomes has been to the AFC championship game in five straight years, and they've never played a road playoff game. That's insane. Like, that's bonkers, man. And so they're wearing white for the first time, but they're wearing red pants along with it. And I thought they'd go all white. I thought they'd go white jersey, white pants with all this. But it still reminds you, they need more uniform combinations, man. They just need to start getting that alternate uniform, because I would love it for them to have this surprise release of a uniform that you didn't know what was coming. Like, cause there's so many different combinations. The chiefs has just never been one of these organizations that is willing to go out and step out a little bit and create something different. I think next year they may have a white helmet. I think I'm not hundred percent sure, but there's been some hinting that I've seen from some folks that indicate there may be a white helmet next year. I think that would look pretty cool. But I think for the Super Bowl, go white on white. Go all white. They're going
0: white jerseys, red pants, it looks like. Mm. And you can't, I guess you can't really can't be superstitious because they're one and one in the red tops, white bottoms, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Beat San Francisco, lost Tampa Bay. Correct. Okay, so now change it up. Change it up okay, a little all right. bit.
1: But they have to wear white because they're the visiting team. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the home
0: team, the A team Plus, the you just you wouldn't picks. want this thing to look like Christmas. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a, that's a, lot, of, that's a lot of color in your face. Yeah. If you had, you know, green and And if you're colorblind, red. you couldn't tell which team was which. Dan Israel, Chase right? Radio Network. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about uniforms all the time. He's like, hey, dummy, you remember I'm colorblind. I'm colorblind. Oh, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't yeah. affect me. Yeah.
1: But if, they, if there was a red and a green, he wouldn't know which team was no, which. No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I'm so, so I would just go all white on white. That's what I would have liked them to do. But they're not. They're going white on red.
0: So we'll see. So in addition to uh, Kelsey Bowl... There's also a, a Kelsey on the way. Jason, Kelsey's wife, is uh, pregnant and due, like, any time. Mm-hmm. I guess having the grandparents at the game will be would be handy, too, right? Yeah. Everybody might be on hand. Kylie's bringing, bringing her, her, her OB because she's going to be 38 weeks pregnant at the game. Dude,
2: dude. If that could be has a super a Kelsey bowl. If she has, if he, if she has a baby she in the stadium, ba- if she has a baby in the stadium, it's officially scripted. <laughs> we're in the Matrix. <laughs> it's officially.
3: There's no <laughs> way. There's no way. <laughs> That's, uh, dude, be-
0: so the New Heights podcast, they were discussing things. Right. How about that? Like, who are you bring into the to the game with you? Oh my, OBGYN. That's I right. Was, Who's your guest? My you doctor sit next to me. Yep. Your plus one is your doctor. Look, I've been there before. That's my wife great. almost that's, gave birth at two ku events. That's great though. That for the doctor. Yeah, like I get to go to the game. Maybe I work. Maybe I don't. Maybe I maybe don't I just enjoying the game.
1: Yeah, great, great, great work for the doctor if you can get it. But yeah, we almost gave birth twice. We we were pregnant in, in back-to-back years, and, and KU was playing, I think it was Memphis at the time, in St. Louis, and I was down there, my wife goes, I'm going into labor. I'm going, I'm, I'm at KU shoot-around. I, do I have to come to the hospital now? And she's like, yes. So I left that, and then our second child was almost born when we were at Allen Fieldhouse, and it was the Josh Selby debut, and so we were like, my wife's like, I don't know, it's like two weeks away from what I'm supposed to be due. I said, well, let's go to the game. So we went to the game, and we said, all right, if the is born at the game, we'll name the baby Selby. Thank God the baby wasn't born at the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> your your child would have a longer shelf life than Josh Selby. Did. Yeah, so oh, I mean, no doubt. There.
1: Josh Selby had it was a great first game. Yeah, he came out that of the game, game was hot. Good. That game was good, and he fizzled right after that. Do they still know where he Selby is? Selby Fesco
0: would be a weird. Yeah, name, it would yeah. be though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
1: I, you know, I mean, hey, we we thought for one point in time we tried to get Yingling to pay for college tuition. We would name our kid Yingling von Fesco for for free college tuition. They they balked at that. I don't know why. I thought that was a
0: good name. It's a good try, though, good too. Try, yeah. There's nothing wrong try, with, right? Nothing wrong with asking a little college tuition. No, not at all. A former NFL player confirms Fasco's conspiracies. <laughs> we'll get to that next.
3: FESCO in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio.
0: I mean nothing to y'all. I understand nothing was done for me. So I don't plan on stopping at all. I want not shit
1: forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine. i f- down in the mall so I guess uh
0: Arian Foster is your guy former NFL running back look he's stealing my takes well he's he's verifying your takes it's really what it Mm. is he's he's causing a little stir he's kind of trying to backpedal I guess I don't know why he's backpedaling on this we talked about it with Ben Maller yesterday too
1: about this whole like quote unquote scripting of games if you will And Ben Maller said he talked to some veteran reporters over the years uh, out in L.A. that said, yeah, the first couple of Super Bowls he knows were were definitely scripted is what they told him back in the day. You know, now a lot of these people are dead, but. I, I I tell people all the time. I said it's it's not necessarily quote unquote scripted per se as it's they've gotten their mind what they want to see happen because let let's say you know San Francisco and Cincinnati won that game. Do you really want to see Brock Purdy versus Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl? I don't think anybody wants to see that. Jalen Hurts. Well, I don't know. It's
0: still a good storyline. Number one versus and yeah but now you've got <laughs> n- 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 now you've
1: got the 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 best of all time in Patrick Mahomes right he's trending to be the greatest of all time Ross Tucker called him the I mean, greatest no, athlete they, on the planet would right? they
0: prefer See, I'm in the camp. They would prefer this. They could find a different storyline. If not,
1: there's always yeah. a way to find the storylines, but Patrick Mahomes moves the needle. The Philadelphia Eagles move the needle. We'll talk to Angelo Catal, the legendary talk show host from WIP uh, in Philadelphia. And We recorded the interview yesterday with Angelo, and we'll talk to him later in the show. And, and we were talking about just the, the two towns mentalities of waiting for that next shoe to drop. Right. And so you've got two towns that are so dialed into their sports teams. Like it's nobody's business. Like Philly and Kansas city are so identical. When it comes to that. So you got these two rabid fan bases, two amazing quarterbacks, the storylines that are going out the wazoo with the Kelseys and Andy Reid and all of this kind of stuff. Like, the NFL is getting arguably the best Super Bowl they could have imagined for when they started the postseason. This was, I mean, and it's two one seats. It's a great Super Bowl matchup for the, for the. I don't disagree. NFL. I'm just
0: saying there's plenty of storylines if the, the other two teams were in too. You had number one overall pick against Mr. Irrelevant. You have two young coaches. There, one of them is going to get their first title. Blah mm-hmm. blah. They'd they'd find the story. They'd they'd find a the story there that'd be that'd be uh, just as compelling. It wouldn't be as compelling to us, but I think just as compelling. Then you have then you have the anointing of Burrow against the upstart. I mean, there 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 would be plenty. But do I do I agree that, that it works out pretty good for them? They get Chiefs and Eagles and everything that goes with it. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Anyway, Aaron Foster is uh, on a barstool podcast regularly, and uh, they were discussing the script, and uh, now he claims he might have been joking. Right, I, I didn't see anything that told me. Or hear anything that told me he was he was joking. Before we started taping, uh, Aaron was telling me about how the NFL is rigged and how every year he used to get a script yeah. day one of training camp that would mm-hmm. get dropped off at his locker. Mm-hmm. And you would have to, you know, it was like week one you'll do this. Week two you're going to have a hamstring injury. Week three this is going to happen. Yeah. Week four you're going to get three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so then you just have to, did you memorize those? Before the season started, or would you go and rehearse the script before every game? Uh, we were really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like this is what goes on, and this is what we have to do mm-hmm. in order to, yeah. And this referee is going to miss this call because yeah, we, they we, hate you yeah. and they love the Colts. Yeah, that's that's
3: like, that sort of thing. Uh, WWF, so it's like you yeah. know, we know what's going to happen, but you still got put on a show.
1: So how is that joking? That's, I mean, watch the video, listening to that. Like he was in depth.
0: With I heard what, it. I've watched the video. Um, I, I think There's he's no joking, joking at all.
1: At all. No. And, and if he is joking, he has to say, nah, man, I'm kidding on this one, because there's a lot of former players that have come out and had these type of claims. Chidi Ahanatu was the latest who played for Tampa Bay in that 99 season when they ended up losing to the greatest show on turf and Kurt Warner he goes, they didn't want Sean King, you know, in the Super Bowl and and you're right. They wanted Kurt Warner in that Super Bowl. There's no question in my mind with what Kurt Warner's story was all about. I mean, the gentleman was bagging groceries at a high V. You know, we all saw the movie. We all know the story. Don't you think the NFL wants to, per, you know, have that out there that, you know, this guy came from a, a grocery store bagger and now he's playing quarterback in the Super Bowl like the Kurt Warner story may be one of the most unbelievable storylines in the history of the National Football League. So, yeah, they want to have him on center stage. They want him starring in that Super Bowl. There's no question in my mind that they wanted that. And, and look, there's no secret. Carl Cheffers is refing this game. He is against the Kansas City Chiefs. And so if they're trying to prop Nick Sirianni up and make him, you know, the next great coach in the NFL and help Philadelphia win their second Super Bowl championship, they got the perfect official in place as well because he's a notorious
0: Chiefs hater. Yeah, you're going to have to overcome that for sure. You,
1: you really are. Yeah. I mean, like Carl Cheffers is a big detriment to this game. I don't like the fact that that he's refereeing in this game. And I think it sucks that he's refereeing this this football game because um he is a guy that hates Kansas City. Hey,
0: Carl. Good to see you. No, it's not good to see you on any level, right? I mean, I don't know, for those of you that buy the conspiracy I mean Aaron Foster just basically said yeah, he they they, they got the script at the beginning yeah, of training. They had camp. to work through it during practice. So I don't
2: know. No foulons are blocking oh. the back. Time out.
1: And that's how the NFL controls the games right there. They're officials.
0: Yeah. Makes you wonder sometimes that some people have to sign like a really firm non disclosure agreement. <laughs> yeah, probably so. You're gonna lose your
1: pension if you go out there and yeah, talk about yeah. it, right?
0: Or something else.
1: You know? Oh, you think that? I don't know. Some with the fishes? I guess, Is that yeah, you saying? I mean, I <laughs> Get a knock on your door. It's a horse some head in the bed I don't from know. the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't know. Excuse
1: me, Mister Foster. Come for, come with us for a second, yeah.
0: please. They shine a light in his face. <laughs> out. So a bunch of bunch of stories have, have, have been written since he did this uh, podcast. He tweeted out something the effect of things have gotten out of hand. Um, the the comments on on one of the stories I saw. Couldn't you tell he was joking? No, like, no. I watched the. I watched. There's the no joking, <laughs> joking there. Many and I heard you just heard it again there. Right. There was nothing that says we. Were, I. I was kidding. Right. He was fully serious in his conversation with that dude about, hey, no, no, know. Yeah, right. Yeah, we ran it. The yeah.
1: best comment was Matt Castle, who 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 put the gif of him missing the hat on his head. He goes, You know how many times I had to rehearse this to make sure? <laughs> <laughs> I do like that aspect of it too. All the other players like, Yeah, totally, it was totally scripted when I screwed up. Yeah. 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 Everybody's saying on, on the text line, Arian Foster sounds extremely sarcastic. He does? No, he doesn't. No. I don't think he does at all. No, he doesn't. Uh-uh. I don't. Like, he's not laughing. He's uh-huh. very serious. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. if you're going to joke about it, say, I'm
0: just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, the podcast is called Macrodosing. So, I mean, you yeah, take right. it however take you it want. Take it however you want. Right, take it yeah. A, take it however you want. That might that might factor into your decision. Yeah. <laughs> it just, just, just might. <laughs> we will chat with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, ahead of the Chiefs departing for Arizona he'll join us next
3: Fesco in the morning brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City LiftMaster is patented myQ technology it's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener find us at rainerkc.com The Voice of Chiefs Kingdom Mitch Holtus drops by the show every Friday at 7:30 right here on 610 Sports Radio All
0: Familiar. It's Aren't every alma Holtus, mater out there. The voice of the Chiefs joining us, brought to you by Comfort Systems, heating and cooling, family-owned and operated, mycomfortsystems.com. That song sounded vaguely familiar you know, to that's me. It's the it KU a, alma had a, mater. Di- had a different ending. It's got the Missouri alma mater <laughs> and, and the
2: Cornell alma mater, huh? Guys, listen, this is a mystery I have to get solved before I get on the plane to go to Phoenix. We have listeners that actually listen to this segment. How about that? Wow, that's amazing. Novel concept. Yeah, thanks for that, Mitch. There is one guy from—he's from (laughs) Cornell. He sits in a duck blind and listens to this segment. But he went to Cornell, which is the only land grant school in the Ivy League. That's a whole nother matter. Hmm. But this is Cornell's song, far above KU's waters. It's KU's alma mater. This is. Listen to Missouri's alma mater. Hit it.
3: All
2: right. So there you go. Now my kids—they were at Southwestern College in Winfield, Kansas. This is their alma mater. Hit it.
3: Good.
2: We got it covered. Why is this every school's alma mater? K-State doesn't use it, but in 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 honor of our great listeners and our Cornell listeners, even listening in duck blinds, the alma mater that is everybody's alma mater, including KU and Mizzou's. It's a great mystery. man. Yeah,
1: we got to figure that out because I'm with you. When when I first went to KU, I heard that song. I go, okay, that's KU's alma mater. Then you start hearing it at every other university. I'm like, do these places not have any originality whatsoever? <laughs> or oh, it's brilliant
0: by the songwriters. I'll change up a, couple a couple lyrics, of lyrics and to, sell the- to another school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's but brilliant. These schools are like, okay, we'll take that one. I need the behind the music of this whole thing. <laughs>
2: So where my kids went to Southwestern, their words are almost the same. It's like, is this plagiarism? Like we'd get kicked out of school. Right. For this. Let's at least change the words. I think Mizzou changed the words. So give them some credit, but okay. That's just a mystery. I had to get solved before I get on the plane. So thank you
1: guys. Well, I don't know if we'll ever get the end of that mystery and solved cause everybody's probably dead who decided that back in the 1800s. Uh, how important is this bye week for Andy Mitch?
2: Bob, I don't think the Chiefs can lose it this week, but I don't think they can win it this week, but they could lose it this week. This bye week is way bigger than people realize. You know, when we were never in this game, I'm a 21-season voice of the Chiefs and didn't even win a playoff game. You thought, why is it two weeks? Why is it the Pro Bowl? They're just trying to build up drama. No. After being in this game three of the last four years, I see what this bye week means from a standpoint of just kind of ponderous uh, logistics but also this is where Andy Reid is I think a big asset in against a good really good Eagles team in maximizing these days that we're experiencing right now the other part that's the not so obvious because he'll put the game plan in he'll tweak some things he'll have some Eagles ready things in just Andy Reid fashion and then they'll you know they'll polish it and put the frosting on it in Phoenix. And it's also the other part is getting these guys back. And this is where you unleash Rick Burkholter and Julie Freymeyer and Tiffany Morton and the rest, right, David Glover, Evan Kraft. I mean, they're working all the – it's not a bye week for them. I mean, they're working around the clock to get this team healthy as possible to play the Eagles and win a uh, Lombardi trophy.
0: I'm thinking about when we were discussing whether or not the season should be moved back a week. Oh, there's, there's the gap between the uh, the conference championships and the Super Bowl. I'm glad none of that came to fruition now because the chiefs from a health standpoint
2: alone need it. Kling, if we played this week, we would have a 30% chance uh, less of winning. That's just me. Um, just where this team is at. Now I think it's going to be, I mean, he talked, Coach just mentioned, you know, that McColl's going to be a stretch for him to be ready to go. But everywhere else, I'm hearing green light. If if nothing else, it's an amber light. And keep in mind, two years ago in this game, it was COVID, and it was weird, and, of course, some, some really difficult circumstances. But we lost Jeff Fisher, not Jeff Fisher, Eric Fisher, to a torn Achilles in the Buffalo game. Like, we had some dudes down that we're not going to play in this game, including most of the offensive line. That's not the case this year. We have guys that we can get healthy to play. But this time we're living right now at 735 on this Friday morning is as vital as next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Phoenix.
0: You mentioned Andy Reid also putting in the game plan this week and, and, and doing those things ahead of what could be you know the distraction half of the, of the prep. Is that something that he picked up from maybe the first Super Bowl or from other coaches? Where do you think that that kind of originated from?
2: I don't think you can experience it until you experience it. And and the fact that he went to the Super Bowl and lost that game uh, with McNabb against New England back in the '03 3 season, I think was invaluable to him. Of all the experiences coaches had, when we went to Super Bowl 54, it's like none of us knew what do we do, how do we do it, what's this day mean, and he had everything mapped out like he does with everything else. But it wasn't guessing. It wasn't he knew. And so I think it started with that first experience and then it kind of peeled off from there. And even though he didn't play in the game till what it would have been, what years, years later, but his experience in this game and the uh, quest to eliminate distractions, as you guys know, this next several days is nothing but distractions. I mean, the, the, the NFL builds in distractions to make it a distraction during Super Bowl week. But I think the biggest advantage the Chiefs have in this game is Andy Reid's experience in this game and his work to eliminate distractions. For Nick Sirianni, this is his first time at the table.
1: Talking with Mitch Holtz, voice of the Chiefs here on 610 Sports Radio, and this 10-year run by Andy Reid has been nothing short of historic. His run in Philadelphia was unbelievable. I mean, like like this guy has dominated in both places that he's been. I don't know that we've ever seen a coach like this, probably haven't seen a coach like this, who's done what he's done with two separate franchises and just basically stayed on top.
2: Bob, we've not. The league has never seen it. And What's interesting is Doug Peterson, I think, and even Sean Payton now is in a race to do something that's never been done. You realize no coach has ever won a Super Bowl with a franchise and then won another Super Bowl with another franchise. It has never been done. The guy you hire is the guy that almost won a Super Bowl. Think of Andy Reid here. But what Andy Reid has done with Philadelphia and Kansas City is unprecedented number of wins, uh, obviously playoff wins, and now these two... Uh, planets collide with his 24 years. I mean, the cool thing about this week is Andy Reid's finally going to get his due from outside sources who don't somehow, haven't realized this, uh, but it's been right in front of them. That being said, the foundation, the the cement and red iron of this 10-year run for the Kansas City Chiefs, unprecedented not only for the Chiefs, guys, but in Kansas City sports history. We've never seen anything like this in our city, in our region. President Mark Donovan was with the Eagles. General Manager Brad Veach was with the Eagles. Andy Reid, of course, had coached the Eagles. You can go on and on down the line. Uh, on this current staff of the Chiefs, Corey Matai, uh, Tom Melvin, Matt Nagy, Mike Frazier, uh, G. Lou, Greg Lewis, mentioned Rick Burkholder, Barry Rubin, soon to retire. Uh, these are all guys that were on the 2012 Philadelphia Eagles staff who came to Kansas city. So these two worlds collide, but these two worlds, at least for the chiefs have been meshed the last 10 years in more of a sublime way. And now we see what the direct results are.
1: Mitch also spags being with the Eagles as well. That's another guy that's, that's kind of in that yeah, mix exactly. is, you Sorry. know, you know, getting, yep. getting after it against their, their, their old teammates. I think this week, We may need some trash talking by the Eagles because I believe and everything that I've heard from some folks, like the the Bengals trash talking was the thing that got this Chiefs team over the hump last week.
2: I I think it was profound. And why they did it, I don't know. You and I, we all, the three of us talked about it last Friday. We've heard nothing from the Philadelphia mayor, right?
1: Nothing yet, no.
2: That's a, nothing yet. Uh, I'm sure some propagandists will try to Photoshop something. But I have no idea what since why Cincinnati did that. I mean, Eli Apple making fun of DeMar Hamlin. I mean, what, what are you guys doing? And then you saw nobody said a word from our camp, not inside the castle of the Chiefs' kingdom, right? Nobody said anything. But after that game, it came oozing out, and you knew that it was a key motivating factor. It became a remember the Alamo for Sam Houston uh, in Texas history. That's what it became for the Chiefs. And when – when you hear Chris Jones who had he's been so phenomenal, but he goes never, 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 never disrespect Arrowhead and what Kel said, which was beautifully said, and the only guy on the planet that can say it uh-huh. but he because, because he's so revered at the University of Cincinnati. But it needed to be said. But you're dead on. So get you cling to work, the master propagandist of getting I don't know, Rocky Balboa, same something about the Chiefs. Yeah, well, we don't want to do anything Was with Rocky Balboa. Whole, Stay away from that statue. Yeah,
0: hold on. Was it needed to be said intentional or not, Mitch? That's what I want to know pause, the pause says it all. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, no the I guess the the yes. con- conspiracy there would be like Jason Kelsey believes that it's a plant that someone from Philly goes and puts the jersey on the Rocky right, statue. Right. So, And
1: I think that is the case. There will be a Chiefs jersey on that Rocky statue. Mitch, do you think Josh and I should go guard that statue 24/7 so leading up to the Super Bowl so nobody does it? I'll punch somebody in the face if they try to put a Chief statue or a Chiefs jersey on that statue.
2: I've already booked your flights. Thank you. Now we got to get we got to get you to Phoenix after you've been in Philly. But yes, I would put up. Uh, you know what? We'll get our Cornell grad <laughs> there you who loves this segment it's to leave the neighborhood his duck stand. Yeah, yeah To Teva's duck blind and his deer stand to go uh, put a fence around the Rocky Balboa statue with the Chiefs shirt on and say, I'm here to bring peace to the world. That's right. That's, we need somebody uh, to guard the statue.
1: We need somebody to guard the statue. All right, I'm going to ask you this because you 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 sent this last night. And you're like, the Chiefs have something in common with the strike year Dolphins from 1987. What in the heck are you thinking the, about today?
2: Yeah, but you know, when you think about the 2022 Chiefs down the 23 playoffs, I know Kling was thinking this. He thought, Yep, this reminds me of the 87 Dolphins. <laughs> okay.
1: Kling can't think about what last the week was. Yeah, yeah.
2: The 87 Dolphins. So let's have some fun with this. Get your minds purring this morning. And I've got to give kudos to Matt McMullen, Chiefs Senior Team Reporter. You guys know him. He's awesome. Uh, fabulous dude. And he can sing the Missouri Alma Mater, which is the same Alma Mater as any school. All right. That being said, the Chiefs are the only team in NFL history in a non-strike year you have 11 different players catch touchdown passes and eight different players rush for touchdowns. Now, if you want to have some fun this morning and give away, I don't know, a high V Kingdom bundle, who are those 11 players that caught touchdown passes this year and the eight players that ran for touchdowns? Because it's never happened in NFL history in a non strike year. The 87 Dolphins did it. But there were two guys like Sammy Piscatelli and Rob Scabruski and Scab McMichael that got it done. But those guys, that doesn't count. The Chiefs did it in a legitimate uh, non-strike season.
1: How many scabs did the Chiefs have on that 2012 team, Mitch? On the on the
2: 2012 team? <laughs> yeah. or the, or the, don't get me started on that. Hey, we can, that looked like a strike year team. <laughs> I might have been on strike in December. I was like, wow. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, buddy. Uh, We can laugh. It was rough then. Oh, God, yes. Honestly, Joe, you guys had some fun with this, even after I'm off. But come up with the, don't look, the 11 touchdown, the 11 pass players that caught touchdown passes. But even more interesting, the eight different Chiefs that had rushing touchdowns.
1: All right. Well, I'll have to. Kling th- th- may get it. I don't. I'll, I'll I don't know. To- Kling was on the sideline watching all this. Yeah, but he doesn't remember. Anything. I don't know. There are a lot of injuries. Probably yeah, that one. Probably that week. So. What's your early read on the Eagles, my man?
2: Uh, no weaknesses. They remind me a little bit of, of Cincinnati. Cincinnati had no weaknesses on that team. You couldn't go. Oh well, here they. they. No, they they don't. Cincinnati had had no weaknesses. Philadelphia has no weaknesses. You know, we faced a lot of these guys last year. That was the famous Andy Reid 100-100 game uh, last September, I think week four in the 2021 season. And a good bulk of that team is still there. They're better. Jalen Hurts is way better. But three pro bowlers on the offensive line, does that sound familiar? Yep. Uh, Picking up A.J. Brown in that trade was big for them. Uh, Defensively, the 70 sacks, which is one of the all-time years. Uh, But it's not just the sacks. There just is no weakness. In this team, you're going to have to knock them out, much like Cincinnati, to beat them. This won't be a technical uh, split decision. You're going to have to knock this team out, and that's easier said than done because they're very physical on both sides of the ball and very skilled. But also, the Chiefs have been undersold all year. They're very physical, they're very tough, and they're very skilled. This ought to be an epic Super Bowl.
0: Are you frothing yet about the referee?
2: i tried to put it out of my mind, okay. Kling, but now that you brought it up, Sorry. this is the What About Bob movie. I'm Richard Dreyfuss, and I'm convulsing. Because somewhere Carl Chepers will drive into town and ref this game. And let's just say I'm dealing with it, okay? Mm-hmm. You and me both, my friend.
1: I hate the fact <laughs> that this guy is going to be there on Super Bowl Sunday.
2: There's no foul in the play. They're blocking the back. I know. What happened there? Do we know? He cried. Was it? I know. Would somebody put an onion in his satchel, or what? Would we? What do we do there? I don't. Anyway.
1: Well, it was all about the crowd getting to him. You know.
2: Well, here's the thing. I mean, this is going to be an epic Super Bowl. These are two great teams, and there's so many storylines. I just don't want this to have this beautiful wedding reception, and then somebody comes in and pours motor oil on the wedding cake. Right. Right. Somebody hits the panada before the party starts, and yeah, I yeah. just hope it's not Carl.
1: Carl. All right, my friend. Enjoy Carl. the uh, enjoy the weekend and contain yourself. We'll talk to you again next week.
2: Thank you, boys. And if the only thing they could do it better to soothe the pain of Carl Cheffer's working this game. It- you're the alma mater. That's the alma mater of every saw every school in the land.
0: It <laughs> didn't need just, just change the lyrics, pass it on to another school. Ben mm-hmm. Chotis joining us, brought to you by Comfort Systems Heating and Cooling, family owned and operated myComfortSystems.com. Somebody checked in on the text line. They go, that's my high school alma mater, and I live in Georgia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's the alma mater for
1: everybody. Yeah, yeah. I got the eight guys who have scored rushing touchdowns. There are two that I couldn't get off the top of my head. I think I got them all. Okay. I think. Let's discuss that next. All right, next.
3: Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Raynor Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynorKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour, every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold, on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. one we have shared another seasons haven play
0: and fun summer days will soon be over. and where's this one from this
1: is stiffler's anthem from American Pie, Oh yeah yeah. Right? yeah okay all right and
3: tonight
0: It's everybody's, I guess. I guess so, man. Uh, Back in on a Friday, along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, B-Dub, our producer slash alma mater director today. Another reason why that college
1: tuition fees are a scam. You can't even come up with your own alma maters. How
0: cheated do you feel?
1: I mean, honestly, I do, because I thought that was the KU alma mater. Now I'm finding out it's everybody's alma mater. I knew fight
0: songs were that. Like Fight Fight songs songs, were were very common to be shared. Uh, I guess I, I wasn't as hip to the alma maters being being so I guess
1: what I don't understand is like there's a lot of notes out there in the musical world why do they all have to be the same why can't you come up with something original why does everything have to be the same
0: I didn't I didn't I didn't realize that because uh in 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 covering KU they always play the national anthem and they say please uh please stay standing for the alma mater and I'm usually sitting down because I didn't go there right so it's not my alma mater and you know you stand up for the anthem and then I'm back to work whatever and i always felt like it was probably pretty unique then <laughs> now i'm like not, yeah. no yeah it's, it's it's pretty common it, it, no it makes you words. feel cheated it's, yeah, man yeah.
1: And it's it's terrible I, yeah. I think it's awful i think KU hey, you should change their alma mater now be different be bold be, do go. do something new not something that was written in 1865 by some guy at cornell in a duck blind
0: all right so uh, so mitch gave us a little homework there in the last mm-hmm. segment mm-hmm. uh without hopefully he did it without cheating i i i changed a couple answers but i think i i don't know I think I have the run for sure. Okay. I'm not sure about the pass right. touchdowns. Well, I but didn't even said, go through the passing, but I went through the. Okay, rushing. He said 11, pa- 11 different players caught touchdown passes. Right, eight different players ran for touchdowns, and mm-hmm. that matched what it was the 87 Dolphins. That's right in a strike year. Okay, okay. do you do, let's go through the rushing ones okay. first.
1: I, I I got six out of the gate. The the last two I was like, oh okay, uh, Pacheco, McKinnon, Tony, Hardman, Ceh, and Mahomes. Those were the first six that I got out of the okay. gate. And did you, did you
0: have those six Mahomes, so far? C.E.H., McKinnon, Pacheco, McColl, and Tony. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. And and then the last two I wasn't quite sure I, I was about. sure on the one. The second one I wasn't sure about. Like, oh, no, that came late, and everybody was excited about it. Right. I remembered that okay. portion of it, so that's how I got that okay, one. Okay, so the last two are... Uh, Ronald Jones. Yes. Ronald Jones was the one I was like, that. oh, that's right. They were really happy for him scoring a touchdown. Right. That was the one that was late in the year. Everybody was happy. They spiked, you know, one of the linemen spiked the ball, but they were overjoyed for Jones. Right. Right. I was like, okay, because I originally had, I originally had Sky on there. Yeah. No, no. He's making and plays, then, but not, you And know. then I switched it to Jones because I remember he had the late touchdowns. Right. So I was like, maybe Sky ran an end around. Right. But I'm like, no. Nope. And the other one was belldozer. No, it was right? not. You're absolutely wrong. Oh, I wrong. thought I had that one. No,
1: you're wrong I they did that. a belldozer touchdown. No, he Noah had a receiving Gray. touchdown. Noah, Noah Gray. Gray had the belldozer play. Noah Gray had ah. it. Yep.
0: I missed that one. Okay. Yeah,
1: so you missed that one. Noah Gray with that one rushing touchdown. Noah Gray had the belldozer
0: yeah. play. Okay, gotcha. Right.
1: Now, receiving touchdowns, you can kind of go through the list, but the, I guess Blake Bell would be the one you probably wouldn't have guessed. I had on him on both lists. List. You had him on both yes. lists. You have I Noah? had every
0: tight end on the on there. Okay. So, Kelsey, Fortson, Bell, and Gray. Okay.
1: Fortson did have two touchdowns this year. No, he had them early. Early on in the season. Right. All the tight ends are on the list. Kelsey, Gray, Fortson. And Bell, Uh and then Juju, Juju, MVS, yes, McKinnon, yes. Uh, McKinnon had nine receiving touchdowns for the Chiefs this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, like you know,
1: in like three weeks. Seriously, think about that for a second. Jarek McKinnon had nine receiving touchdowns for the Chiefs this year. NFL record for
0: receiving running back receiving touchdowns in a row. Right. Yeah. 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 Justin Watson. Watson. Uh, We said. Yeah.
1: We said Gray. Yeah. McCall Hardman Uh on that list. Kadarius Toney Uh on that list. C.E.H. is on that list. Oh, I did not have C.E.H. He he had three
0: receiving touchdowns. Does he still exist? Is he still a thing? I wasn't sure. I knew he had rushing. I wasn't sure he had receiving. I wasn't positive on that one. Jody
1: Fortson had two. And then Blake Bell finished with one. 41 receiving touchdowns on the year. Sky Moore, no touchdown.
0: Oh, I had Sky Moore. Yeah, I had no Sky touchdown so for him. Sky for C H. Okay. No Pacheco receiving touchdowns. Sky Moore did not have a touchdown rushing or receiving this year. That is correct. Neither did Michael Burton. That I'm not surprised about. No. But Sky Moore, I thought had cracked the passing one. Nope, I did not realize he did, he, did not he did not pass zero. It. Okay, so I had see C- I had one wrong in each one. Yeah. All right.
1: Not bad, That's not bad. No, when you start to go through, because you know there's always going to be one rando that you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. That cat had one touchdown. I remember that, dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I remember, like, oh, no, tight end ran in that wasn't Kelsey. Right. And so I'm like, well, that's Blake Bell. That's his specialty. No, he was out injured. Mm -hmm. So they had Noah Gray run the same play. I did not realize, and I wasn't, it was so long ago, I couldn't remember if C.H. had a receiving touchdown. I knew he scored, actually, quite a few touchdowns, considering how little it felt like he played. Right. He found the end zone early, because that's why... You know, at one point in time, we wanted him back like this guy's been pretty effective down in the in the red zone. Mm -hmm. But uh, I did not realize Sky is yet to. Catch his first NFL touchdown. And he
1: played in 16 games this year. He'll get one. He'll be he'll have one in the Super Bowl. Mark that down. Sky more with an any time touchdown in the Super Bowl. Wow. Give him some action. That's, right? a nice little, get it, get it. That's a nice little play right I there. A $5 think, bet on FanDuel with like 2000 or probably something like that. Right? Let me see if I can find one of those. Yeah, I, I'm sure you can find one real fast on that. If Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Kadarius, Tony, and Mondi got
0: together for a pickup game, who would be the first wow. one injured? Wow. That's not cool. That's a Valid question, though. Anytime touchdowns. Anyway, somebody could find that for us. Mm-hmm. And anytime, what's it? What's the anytime sky touchdown? Because that that would be right in the line of Andy Reid thinking, wouldn't it? Of course. Let's get him in the end zone. Right. He anytime has, TD score. Let's see. He what hasn't we got been here. there. He hasn't been there yet. Let's get him in the end zone. Six ten. Kadarius Tony's
1: a plus one sixty five for an
0: anytime touchdown. I was going to take. I was going to take care of business while you searched it. See, uh, I was buying time. That's how. I thought 13 years, we'd probably get that one. I was going to buy some time for you to look at. Look I at got it, it. But you're speaking out loud.